Top Shelf Fantasy. Podcast 120. I almost said 210. <laughs> but it's 120. We're close. Uh, we're, yeah, we're getting there. The date's tricky, too. It's Top Shelf 120 on 12 one 2020. It's all, all one and twos. This is just the big, the the ones big and twos. mind up. Uh, I mean, Scotty just took his shirt off in the middle of the thing, and I'm like over there looking at guys. Scotty, how you doing? What yeah. is that shirt, by the way? Divine Minds. This is a Divine Minds uh, t-shirt. Tommy okay. Divine. Is that Dom, a band? Yeah. I don't know what it is. No, Dom Ciccone. He's a local. He's from He's Pepper. Local. He made it out to LA and made a bunch of money. Has his own fantasy factory, actually. Yeah. So uh, he reached out to me, said, you know, um, got some shirts left in the stock. Want to help support me? You know, love to s- s- support a guy from Pepperell. Yeah. Bought a t-shirt. I think that's how Dallas I got the sweatshirt. A, same thing. Sweatshirt too. Yep. Got to reach back out to him, say, you know, he, he knows some people. So, oh yeah, say, Dom, so, knows, Dom knows some people. So let's say, you know. Spread the top shelf word. I'll give him some stickers. Um, so what? Is, so what did, is you, did you? Dom? Really? Dom who? Dom Ciccone. Tom, you, remember? you know, remember Anthony Ciccone? Yes. His younger brother Dominic Ciccone. Oh, d- okay, okay. Yeah. Dommy C. Shout out. Okay. Sponsor. Right. Probably a new sponsor. Yeah. I mean, he could honestly sponsor us. Yes. Tell him to put, <laughs> by himself. He tell could. him to just put us on his SoundCloud or something. He gets he's got like five hundred thousand followers. He he yeah. I mean, one one tweet or Instagram thing or something. I don't know. I I have no social media. <laughs> Baldinelli messaged me on Facebook. I was only on Facebook for top shelf reasons, and I was like, oh shit, people still message on this thing. Apparently, <laughs> what's this name? Cyberclass. <laughs> Who's this guy? I don't have silent. <laughs> Uh, com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Top Shelf Evan TSY. Uh, I'm drinking a haze. You got the haze. I got us. I'm on a super treat. Let I got another haze. And I finished my tea. tea. <laughs> I'm still on the tea. I have a water. Finished I'm good. Thanks, man. Uh, I had to throw the yogurt out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I, there was Treehouse Pier that had to go in, and I said, okay, yogurt. That's it's, fair. It's, it's your time. It's your time. <laughs> um, all right. We got to believe, not to believe, hold, fold. And stop playing games with my emotions, games with my heart, my G strings, <laughs> all of the things. Uh, where's the where's our little soundboard? Oh, here it is. Okay. I can't believe. Believe. I don't believe you. To believe. I don't believe. You believe. You believe. You believe this. Do you believe? I don't believe. I don't believe. I am all over the place right now. I've closed out all of the windows. They're <laughs> well, open. That's not ideal. No, they're, the they're, they're open now. Do me so, one favor. Make sure we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell's going on? Uh, how, how did you become a CJ2K. Cam Akers is CJ2K. And the Rams running back to own. That's yeah. the question if you missed that. Yeah, so yeah. The question to believe or not believe, Cam Akers is the running back to own in in uh, in wherever the hell they are now. Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Where they're no longer allowed to play games due to their state. Yes, home they're border. now in Arizona, right? Wait, what? Yeah, you're no yeah. longer they're no longer them and the Niners are no longer gonna have home games because they have a stay at home order, they're not allowed to be playing. But I, don't them and the Chargers play in the same stadium? Oh, so I actually you know what Probably. I think it's the Chargers too. <laughs> oh. right, well, it's the entire state of California. Great oh, new stadium Jesus. too. Okay. It's a good thing Oakland got out of there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cam Akers. Yes, correct. I believe it. I do too. Yes, still not too confident. In it, we we played this game once other, uh, you know, one other time during the season. This exact same question, team. same team, same player, and it 
turned out to not be correct. So I'm going to stick with that and that Daryl Henderson and Mike Malcolm Brown are still going to be involved. So uh, I, if there was a running back to own, I'd, I'd still want Henderson. He did get more snaps uh, than Akers. Akers just, you know, performed better. Yeah, I mean, so, his, his yards per carry, Henderson sucks. Um, even when Henderson was a guy getting touched on, his yards per carry were even close to below three, actually. I think a few weeks it was 2.4, 2.9. Um, yeah. Acres, I know, I believe it, but it's still not confident. Like, I'm not going to start him this week on the field 27% of the time. I mean, it, it, it's a complete three-back split, I feel like, more Henderson and Acres. But we've seen Brown come out of nowhere some weeks and scored the goal on touchdowns. I know Acres had, a, like, a big, big run that kind of padded the stats. But, um, I mean, he looks good. It, it, it shows he's getting healthier. But, um... I don't know. I'm not going to start the guy. I'd start him as a flex play. I just looked at his schedule. He's playing the uh, cards next week. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, I would honestly start both Akers and Henderson uh, against the Cardinals because, I mean, you even saw what uh, uh, a one-dimensional James White and uh, Damon Harris were able to do. I I know Harris didn't get the numbers. He didn't get the touchdown, and White was the only one that got the touchdowns, but spread that between two players that know what they're doing. And a team that can, well, okay, they can't pass. But, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, the Cardinals have been susceptible on the ground. And they so. do tend to pass it more than 84 yards a game like Cam Newton. So I'd, I'd say you're comfortable with a, a little bit more balance there with Cam Akers. And, yeah, Henderson, I think Brown's a sit for me for the foreseeable future. If he wasn't already. Cam Akers getting the carries where it counts. Touchdown scored in the five-yard yeah. line. So, I, yeah, I, that's I, my biggest thing. He has been on the goal. I would rank him Akers, Henderson, Brown. Yeah. Uh, so, this was originally just the Carson Wentz question, but I made it a Ryan Fitz question as well. Of course I did. Yeah, as you are wont to do. Um, so, <laughs> so to believe seen. or not to believe, if you want to expand on it, pick one guy. Carson Wentz and Ryan Fitzpatrick are the QBs going forward in Where do you want to start? Um Pick one. I'm a yes on both. I, I'm a yes that Wentz and Fitz are both the starters for their respective teams moving forward um, unless injury happens. Um, and then I'll, I'll let you guys do your thing. Take so, take one or the other. So it's funny is the right thing for this season is the opposite of both both organizations want, which both I, organizations do you, do you, want the younger player to start. And both Wentz and Fitz should be the starters. Um, I would suggest with Tua's thumb injury or, or whatever it is um, that Fitzmagic starts again. Uh, I also think Wentz did enough to start again, but I don't know how, how much further Wentz goes. That organization has a huge decision in, in Philadelphia. I mean, it's obvious that Miami wants Tua. Um, they, they, they have won with Tua. They're going to the playoffs, so it's very interesting to see what they're going to do. I get, fit, I, I bet Fitz one more game, Wentz possibly one more game as well. I've got Wentz rest of the season, Fitz rest of the season. If you're smart, I think if Tua gets healthy, they'll probably go back to Tua, and I don't think that's the right call. I just think it's what they'll do. But if you're trying to win games, Fitz helps you do that, and Tua Tua hasn't lost you games by any means, but Fitz helps you have a dynamic passing attack, which Tua hasn't shown that he can do yet. Uh, Wentz, on the other hand, you're paying the guy too much money to sit him. You're paying him way too much money to play uh, to sit behind a second-round pick. And Jalen Hurts hasn't proven to me that he's anything. He threw one pass for six yards. I'm not impressed. So Wentz for the rest of the season. If you want to make a change, make it in the offseason. 
Yeah, same. I think Wentz for the rest of the year fits the rest of the year as well. Um, with the Dolphins being a playoff team, I think they clearly see that Fitz is the best option for them to get into the playoffs to maybe win one round. I mean, there's no point to you know put out two because they aren't tanking. I I know two is winning games here and there, but Fitz gives them the best chance to win going forward. Wentz, I think, is shown enough to me in the NFL and the world. Not sure what Doug Peterson sees, but the last drive of the first half last week, the last drive of the game, uh, second half last week, the Hail Mary to Richard Rodgers, it, it just shows, I think Tom has said it, he's a, he's a competitor. He's going to, like, he's not going to give up or, you know, say, you know, I quit, I lose a job. He's the best chance for the Eagles to win. And the Eagles are still kind of in the playoff hunt, which is disgusting, but they yeah, are. They can easily win that division. It's, it's two two more wins and they might be in first. Like yeah, right. and it, So then at that point it makes sense to continue with wins the rest of the year. Yep. Yep. And they said the two teams in NFL history that have uh gone to the playoffs with losing records and won the division with losing records were the twenty ten Seahawks and the twenty fourteen Panthers and then they both showed up and won a playoff game. So don't get this team out. Was it the Marshawn Lynch hold my uh D? I uh, believe so. Uh, two thousand ten? the Saints as the as their win, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the whole the deep, but I think there was a big that's right around the Marshawn game. Yeah. Was it the earthquake? Is that what that was? Yeah, maybe the Marshawn um, earthquake run could have been. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, all my thoughts on Wentz. Topshelffantasy.com. Skipping number three, we will we will circle back to it. On to number four, Jarvis Landry startable going forward. I am not uh, believe. I am, I am not <laughs> believe. Um, and it's not because of Jarvis Landry, it's because of Baker. So I'm going to say that he's startable this coming week because he plays the Titans. Um, they've not been good against the pass. I will take the start. He's the only wide receiver option, really. I mean, Rashad Higgins, you could talk about him, but I'm going to start him. I, I, do I feel super comf- confident or comfortable doing it? No. But I think after that week and you saw so, Baker wants to throw it to him, I'll do it. So if you're going to start Jarvis Landry – where would you project him to finish? Like can, like a wide receiver three, like top thirty, or are we talking like top fifteen? Like yeah, he's a wide receiver three or flex play. I'm thinking um, top thirty on a yeah. consistent basis. I think he has upside to go higher than that, like he did last week. But that's going to come down to touchdowns more than likely, and I, I can't promise you any of those. And the the difficult part is he goes Titans. I'm I'm happy to start him then, but he's 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 almost matchup dependent, right? Because then he has the Ravens, where I don't want to start him, and then the uh, Ravens on Monday night too. I don't want to start him in that at all. And then you have against the Giants, who have been a sneaky good pass defense. So I don't know if I really want to start him there. But then he plays the Jets, and that's your Super Bowl week. So or your, your fantasy Super Bowl. So that's a good game. You're certainly not dropping him. Yeah, startable every week. I'm not sure, but yeah, you are starting him a few weeks, going going in and out. Don't don't drop him at this point. Um, I was a little premature, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna hold on, play him sometimes. Yeah, I think he was a drop for us last week. Yeah, he um, was. I mean, he was rightfully he was so. Looking, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he, looking like it. You he know? couldn't get over ten points a game, but um, he he only went over ten points two other times. That was week four and five. That was the last time. <laughs> That's when he throws his own touchdown passes. <laughs> Legit. So yeah, I'm gonna start him next week. Like Dow said, S- same thing. But uh, his first after that, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what he does with the Titans if he comes out and does the the same thing. Maybe a little boost for the Baltimore game, but. Um, he's he's a fringe flex play for me. Yeah. 
To believe? To believe or, or not to believe. Not to believe. Jamal Williams is a weekly flex play. I believe it. Yeah, he's, he gets a lot too. of passing. Work. He's he's trending in that direction. Like yeah, like you said, passing work, and that's if you're in a PPR half PPR league. Yeah, he's definitely a, a flex play. Even if you're not though, he still has some value. He, he's finding the end zone here and there. He's not routinely in the end zone, but I'll, I'll yeah, flex play weekly. Yeah, I mean, so, w- and sorry, Craig, but um, he doesn't have the targets. He doesn't have the stat line to back up the. Uh, he's involved in the passing game. He has the the routes ran though. Uh, I, I don't have the number in front of me. You can go and watch the games, and we can pull this. Maybe this will be on the uh, next stat podcast that we do. Jamal Williams is on the field running routes actively. Yes, uh, and that that's kind of what you want in in a running back. Um, I I honestly look at this and I say he's scoring seven points, eight points this week. He scored a TD. He got thirteen points. I would feel more confident with Jamal Williams and Jarvis Landry. Like that that is where I would sit. I mean, I understand Jarvis Landry has a good matchup. I absolutely hate Baker Mayfield. I hate counting on him. I would feel more comfortable with Jamal Williams. Uh, you know, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, and I can't fight you on that logic. And I think he's another one of those guys that we talked about on the previous podcast with like a Devontae Booker, Josh Jacobs type where like the Packers are running a lot of these hurry up offenses and Jamal Williams sometimes just gets stuck on the field. They're not right. running substitution packages because they want to tire out the defense. Jamal Williams is the guy that 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 drive. Fantastic. That's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the per, the perfect comparison is more of, of a Drake, Chase Edmonds. Um, yep. You're starting both guys each week. You're starting Drake as a RB2. Um, you're starting Edmonds as a flex play. Same thing with Jamal and Aaron Jones. Yep, agreed. Yeah, and so my take on it, um, you know, he, of his – last five games that he has played has gone over double digits three times gone over 70 yards rushing three times has been obviously in the involved in the passing game much more often um he had another uh, receiving touchdown two weeks ago so th- this is just where he's been the last five weeks is you know is the trend uh to see that he is uh involved even more than he was in the beginning of the year or even last year you know it's just it's just something that uh we all can see by the eye test um, I just deleted one. That's fine. I didn't even see which one it was. So we, but I we, trust you. Yeah, we at one point we so one of our two believer not to believe was Devonte Booker. Um, is the back to own, and we touched on this quite a bit in our previous podcast. So I'm gonna skip it. Uh, we're gonna go to Mitch Trubisky, and it's not Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback. It's Mitch Trubisky as a Rob's twenty point ceiling. To believe or not to believe, Mitch Trubisky is better for A-Rob than Nick Foles is. I believe. Yep. Yeah, I think you have to believe it based on the stats. He the only time 40 points. The only times he's gone over 20 here when Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback this year. Yep. Yeah, I do yep. believe because, I mean, as much as I don't like Mitch and I don't think he's that great, he made A-Rob a top 10 receiver or top 11 receiver in fantasy last season, and he's looking like he's going to do that again to – Finish the year. Yeah. So, so Mitch Trubisky, real NFL football, <laughs> not great. Fantasy football for his pieces around him, great. Like that's just where he is. He's, not, I mean, obviously Carson Wentz has had his struggles this year, but he's 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 very similar in the sense that turnovers do happen with the guy, but he's also going to to make the play um, that is that is needed of him in in certain circumstances. I also thought he got a raw deal from day one. I think he's better than Nick Foles, so. Yeah, much better. Much better than Nick Foles. The, the, the reason this is a, a question, 
The the reason this is a question, we had a lot of do I bench A-Rob questions on Twitter uh, because people were like, well, Mitch Trubisky's the quarterback. Should I bench A-Rob? Like, Mitch Trubisky's better for A-Rob. And I, people need to understand that A-Rob's ceiling is so much higher with Mitch Trubisky on the field uh, than when Nick Foles is on the field. And, and A-Rob's in that uh – quarterback proof category you know he's had a million different quarterbacks in his career throwing to him and he's succeeded with all of them so i'm not pulling a rob no matter who's under under center it's kind of like michael thomas with uh Taysom hill like oh do i pull him no you play him every week because he's a supreme talent that's it so first three weeks um okay so the first three weeks weren't 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 great to look at but the targets were were nine targets nine targets 13 targets for Allen robinson um, there was, you know, a certain part in the meat of the year where he was getting seven, four, nine, uh, nine again, you know, he's always going to be looked at, but, uh, it, it just is what it is when it comes to Allen Robinson, he's going to be better with Trubisky. Um, our, our last one is, will the Steelers Ravens game get played? We don't need to spend a ton of time on this. I do want to bring up what we do in our leagues, um, for a lot of people to understand that, like. Your commissioner has the ability to change your lineup after the fact. So, Scotty, I think you came up with this idea. Somebody came up with this idea of saying, okay, if there's a game in jeopardy being played, uh, send out a communication on Sunday morning and say, send me a substitute player that's on your bench prior to 1 o'clock before that game finishes, and if that game gets canceled, I'll put the player in. So, for example, I have Juju currently going in the Steelers-Ravens game that's scheduled on Wednesday. That game gets canceled. Scotty is going to manually go in and put Dallas Goddard in for me. Gusecki. Uh, uh, Gusecki. Yeah. Uh, so I can lose by, you know, 0.96 points. You know, <laughs> less than a point. Um, re- regardless, I I think this game's going to get played, but I think that commissioners and leagues out there need to understand that there is a way to manually adjust lineups and overcorrect for this so that you're not in a situation where you're just like, I was telling everybody on Twitter, start no one in the Steelers Ravens. I believe this game's getting played only because they flexed it out to a Wednesday. The NFL wants this game to be played. Yeah, this game, um, this game is getting played. This is the game that, like, what they talked about adding that extra playoff team would have come from this. If this game does not get played, then that would mean that there is an extra playoff team for each division. Bas- basically because the rule was if they had to delay a game or, or completely cancel out a game that had playoff in- implications, then they would have added that extra uh, playoff team. And I know they don't want to do that. Yeah, and I mean, this game is not only important for future playoff Im- implications because it's a divisional matchup, but with everything that's happened, like these two teams want to play this game. Like I, the Steelers are pissed. The Ravens, I don't, I don't know if they have any healthy players left, but I don't. I mean, the game's get the game is one hundred percent getting played tomorrow. I think that I think that's a foregone conclusion. But this game should not be getting played. Is, is another point I want to oh, make. Yeah, this should be a forfeit for the Ravens. I you have totally a million agree. cases. You have a strength and conditioning coach that has completely disregarded all of the COVID protocol and spread COVID as a super spreader throughout your locker room. You are negligent. And you should be docked a game. I don't give a shit that Ozzie Newsome and the Ravens organization are long stand-ins for the NFL, and they're really tied into Roger Goodell, and they're probably part of the reason he's appointed to commissioner. But all that should be tossed aside. You broke the protocol. You put everybody at risk. And now playing this game puts the entire Steelers organization at risk, who has had minimal cases up to this point. So I'm disgusted. Fuck the Ravens. 
All right. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no. nothing more to say at all. I also all. hate Harbaugh. I, think he's a I know. Yeah. You have well, a he's, he's a soft little pussy after the, the Vrabel bullshit. Oh, yeah, he's like, such a hard one. Vrabel would drag Harbaugh. I wouldn't even be a fucking That would fight. be. Yeah, but if you found one to watch. Oh, I'd be I mean, great to watch, watch it. it. Talk about, talk <laughs> about Nate Robinson. Talk about the sli- yeah, celebrity fight over the weekend. I would love to see Vrabel in the ring with Harbaugh. Between Vrabel, uh, Malcolm Butler, who he was chirping at, and AJ Brown, who I'm sure he's ready to go at any moment. <laughs> Harbaugh's in some trouble. Yeah, and who's he bring? Mark Marcus, Marcus and... Peters, who weighs 114 pounds, soaking wet, yeah. and is scared to tackle people. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start folding people. Fold John Harbaugh. Yeah. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when, when you're sitting, sitting at the table. Time enough for counting when the deal is done. That's my favorite thing that we've added. And only for $49.99 in 12 bits. You can hear the Twi- Top Shelf Fantasy Boys cover all of Three your favorite hits from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. <laughs> this is, uh, whose line is it anyway? It's Top Shelf Now 1. It's, yeah, it's worth the $49.99. I mean, Trust we have me. the gear. Should we record like a cover album? I mean, shit, we could do that. I could change our voices. Listen, to talk it. about Divine Minds. <laughs> we have a producer. It's true, we do. We do? <laughs> Whole fold, Daryl Henderson. Hold. Fold. I'm going to hold him based off of what our discussion was earlier and that he might even be playable again this week. Yeah, he's, he's a one-week hold for me to see what happens in this matchup. If he sucks again, he's out. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about it uh, as a fold, mainly because if I have acres, I'll hold them. Um, I'm going to fold Daryl Henderson for Devontae Booker or Alexander Madison. I'm getting my handcuffs now, and um, these are guys where I'm trying to make playoffs, and I'm not starting Daryl Henderson any week to, with any confidence. So I'm going to fold them for one of my handcuffs. So like, if I have a s- Miles Sanders, I want Boston Scott. I'm in a tough spot. <laughs> That's what you're looking. Yeah, at. I, I, the reason I'm folding Daryl Henderson is, is my <laughs> fantasy experiment with Daryl Henderson is over. I think he's the better back. I think that he's been an explosive back. Sean McVay doesn't think that, and when the head coach doesn't think that, it's not helpful. Kalen Balage, I'm folding this guy. I why? never had him on my team. Yeah, Fuck this guy. Fold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like those him. those Fold. that were high are are now n- not going to see him touch the field again yeah, this you, year. You had him. He gave you two good weeks. It was Hopefully cute. You dropped him. It was Eckler's very back. very cute. He's done. I mean, he could be on the team next year. Who knows? Adios. No, he will be. That's the most annoying part. But it's a part. It's a chance for us to post the Twitter video every single year. Yeah, Kalen Balage being rostered is good for our brand. Okay, yeah. Oh, so is. hold Kalen Balage. So I can no, show no, you no, how no, not in fantasy. Not in, fantasy. in <laughs> dynasty, hold him, hold him, well, pay him all the money. We just need to remind the people no. that Kalen Balage is terrible. Uh, hold, fold, Travis Fulgham, fold, fold. I'm folding all my Eagles except for Sanders. Fold, fold. Sad. I'll keep my weapon. Okay. I mean my tight ends. He, he looked great. Oh, too. sorry, Goddard. Jeez, you know he, I he should looked, never see. He looked it. okay. Uh, I I added Jalen Rager. A lot of people added Jalen Rager. Um, the upside that was potentially there in that offense doesn't look like it's there. Whole full Ra- Jalen Rager. I will fold. Jaylen I'm going to fold him. It sucks. Fold. I'm just assuming you have a better option out there. I know. Waivers. Yeah, I know. Tom I mean, said he's let, let another year go by. I'm sure he'll pick something up. Yeah, right. yeah. Tom said he he's put in 2020 as just like a what a wash year for him. Uh, it's yeah. a wash year. For yeah. Him. I mean, I'm gonna. I this is one thing I wanted to point out on our Carson Wentz rants. 
But there was very clearly a play designed for Jalen Rager to streak down the field and Carson Wentz to do it. But Carson Wentz dropped back, looked in front of him, and went, well, I'm going to get hit, and actually just ran forward because of the way that Seattle ran the pressure. Wentz got a first down, but that's not good for Rager. There was actually the the third and long – it was actually the third and ten where Jamal Adams came off the edge and sacked him. It was supposed to be a wide receiver screen, and Jalen Rager completely blew it and thought he was blocking on the screen. Well, there was – there was. I mean, he's made rookie mistakes for sure. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, hold, fold. 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 Until Drew Brees comes back, which – Probably isn't going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, and, and with you making your playoff push in your in your yeah. leagues, you can't. Afford you weren't the starting him. Zero. There's more players out there, and you weren't starting him when you're when Bruce is back in week 15 or 16. You weren't starting him in your finals week. Okay, no, not his first week back. I, yeah, no. Tom. This one's tough for me, honestly, because I I saw enough from Emmanuel Sanders last week with Taysom Hill. That it doesn't exactly make me want to just cut him and get rid of him. He it's had tr- one it's catch. It's a trust thing. I mean, this one, this week. I mean, Michael Thomas didn't have it. I mean, that yeah. passing offense was just bad in general. So I'm not going so to pinpoint and say that Emmanuel Sanders is cuttable. I don't if, think I don't think that he's startable, and I'll cut him. I will I will concede that fact that there's no week I'm going to feel comfortable starting my Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that's where I'm going to leave. It that all at. just depends on who's out there in, in your league's waivers. If you can pick up any of the guys that we're suggesting on our waiver wire article, for sure. But if not, mm, I would cut him. You know, I, I don't mind stashing him, but it's like he's never going to see my starting lineup. So what's the point? Right. Right. Uh, Jameson Crowder, hold. So <sighs> I want to hold him. He's a hold for me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm I so it. stubborn with you this because I just said see... he's never going to. I mean, I said he's never going to start, so I'll cut him. James Crowder's not going to start for me either, but I'm still going to hold him. <laughs> Well, so there, will, there's yeah, there's I, the thing is is there's that that 13 10 10 13 target um you know four weeks in a row early in the season that you look at and go where is this guy why can't he come back um that was without Denzel Mims um, and Perriman uh, I think Perriman was, was he, in it no? Perriman was, he was hurt then the oh, okay that's right yeah. well that's what scares the fuck out of me with them I it's don't. Tough. I don't it's think tough. that. I don't think that Darnold is going to be able to consistently find Perryman the way that he found him on Sunday. I'm willing to give Jameson Crowder room on my bench right. to just sit there. So, so I am a hold mainly because uh, Raiders and then Seahawks the next two weeks. I might not start him against the Raiders, but if you can come out and show me, uh, I mean, at least eight to nine targets, um, maybe get six it's, of those for sixty yards on TD beautiful you're right and it's all about targets i mean granted i mean it comes with yards it comes with touchdowns if, if anything i mean the, the I mean, jets it's not really yeah. touchdowns but it's all about the targets are they trying to get him involved if he's going to continue to see the three targets he's been seeing since he's been back from his injury then he's gone yeah well and that's part of the problem right i don't know that the jets want to win games and they're pounding the ball frank Gore, and they're running it and they're burning clock quickly and these games are like record quick they don't. I don't think they have any interest in throwing it to Crowder or to anybody and having good offensive outputs because they don't want to win. They want zero wins so they can go get a good pick. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, as long as Sam Darnold's the QB, I'll keep him. Um, if it comes out next week, Flacco is the QB going forward. Then oh, easily. Cut. If yeah, that that's part of one thing that we talked about. Flacco in, Crowder out. Yep. Yes. Which I think they sounds like Darnold's going forward, but I mean, who? 
It's Adam Gase. Need I say more? Whole fold Jared Cook. He's a fold for me in the sense that I'm streaming tight ends if I'm talking about having Cook anyways. So, he's again, he's matchup dependent. But with Taysom Hill mostly running the ball when they're in Jared Cook territory, I don't really want him. So, last four weeks, he's confined. And he's played all games. He's combined for 3.1 fantasy points. His snap Four is, weeks. Yeah. His snap percentage has gone down, too. Yeah. And, um, is it he's a those trout, Troutman? Since he fumbled that ball on the goal line, he hasn't really even seen a ball. Yeah, he's a full because I'm looking at guys like I could have had Ingram over him. I could have had Gusecki over him. I could have had a guy like Gronk over him. Um, Tanyan. Tanyan. Ta- yes. Um, yeah, Tanyan's so it's a great pickup. So week. he's outside of the top 10, probably top 12. Yeah. If he's 12, then, yeah. I mean, you're you're straight. Like, you, I, I'd rather trade Burton. Than, well, yeah, than, even if he's 12, he's, uh, he's 12 yeah. off what he did earlier right. in the season. He, and I off what he did with Drew Brees, not yeah. Taysom Hill. So you're banking on a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no we're breeze. very uh, we're we're very agreeable tonight. I know. I think, I think the only I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> I think the only disagreement is me hesitating on Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, hold, fold the Antonio Brown. Hold, uh, hold. I feel like I'm holding them, but I feel like I'm doing it on his name. If Tom Brady is throwing Antonio Brown, you know something. I mean, there's I, there's got to be at some point. Well, the a thing, blowout game. They have a bye week. That's the tough thing. Yeah, uh, that, that's actually a good point. I'm still gonna hold them through yes. the bye. Their schedule yeah, from fourteen, them. from we well, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, is cake. Vikings, Falcons, Lions. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I know there's Evans and Godwin there and Gronk, but I mean, I pick up your bucket. There's a chance. I mean, we've seen um, Ab Evans and Godwin all three have startable games, so. That those matchups, Brady might just go out and just just start. I mean, he's got to make the playoffs. They're seven and five. They're you know they're in a good spot, but he's gonna to, like I feel destroy it. So I'm gonna hold the crap out of AB and all well, the Bucks. And they're gonna have to win out if they want to make the playoffs. I mean, seven and five. If they win out, that puts them at eleven and five, and the Saints are right there. So they're gonna have to be a wild card team more than likely. Best of luck. Yeah, I'm gonna hold Antonio, but I get again. Do I start him? Maybe as a flex play. That's that's about it. He he is the most. Um, how do I how do I say this? He out of the list of players that we just ran through, he is the player that I would be most confident starting for the rest of the season. I mean, obviously, as a bye week next week. So if you start him on a bye week, then you're. That, that's on you. I would agree to that. Yeah. Uh, but a- after that, and, and like Scotty had just mentioned, he's in the best offense. He's the better talent. I mean, we kind of talked about this. He has the better matchups. I mean, there's a hierarchy when you try to make your your fantasy lineups. I'm holding him over anybody else uh, on this list. One thing I do like about him too is that he'll still occasionally go up for a punt return. Bring one of those back. That's, oh, six, that's six buckets right there. Is so. it a couple, a couple two tray buckets? Yeah. Six buckets. So I mean, it's upside. You know, that's all that matters. Opportunity and upside. Um. All right, let's talk about upside. Are you gonna hold fold Antonio Brown? I feel. Like, did you say? Oh anything? no, no, I'm, I'm holding. Antonio okay. Brown. All right. Uh, speaking of upside, a guy who is upside or, or zero, Darius Slayton. Yeah, and that's what I and, don't want. And here, here's here's what here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna caveat this. If, if Danny Dimes misses time, Slayton is an easy fold. Right. Is Darius Slayton with a healthy Daniel Jones 
in week 13 a hold or a fold? See, I'm folding him because it's just been so inconsistent all year, and, and it, it, it counts right now. Um, I really need to know what I'm going to be getting from my players, and I, I have never known what I'm getting from Slayton. I agree with you, but if Danny Dimes is healthy, they play the Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. That's a great slate. Slayton, nailed it. Um, I will hold him. <laughs> at least for the Seahawks cards, Browns games, and I'm probably going to start them in each of those and hope for the best. Ravens, it's another question. And then, I mean, that the problem is that's your Super Bowl week. So, have yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm, I'll am i go. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm a big fold. Um, pretty much what Craig said. I don't know what I'm going to get the, from this guy each week. In With a healthy dang times, he really hasn't done shit. Like, nothing at all. So there's no chance that if I'm going to make playoffs, it's going to be off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also folding Darius Slayton. Uh, I just think the emergence of Evan Ingram uh, it, it is a big threat to him for whatever reason. Sterling Shepard. I, I don't think it's the right thing. I think he's the most talented wide receiver on the team. He was a TSF favorite going into the season. I think the Giants are screwing it up. Yep. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, I don't think he's great. I'm go- I'm going to throw this out there. Darius Slayton can be a hold. I would rather hold him than hold Travis Fulgham. I would rather hold him than Kalen Balazs. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if if you're the Alexander, if if you're the Dalvin Cook owner and don't have Alexander Madison like a moron. Cut Darius Slayton for him. Cut Agreed. Darius Slayton for Devontae Booker. Don't get rid of him off your team for no reason for any scrub. He still holds value. But, you yeah. know, like, just, like I'm not just gonna, be aware. Like, I'm not going to cut Darius Slayton for uh, the Jags receiver. Who is it? Colin Thompson? Colin Johnson. Colin, Colin Johnson. Johnson. Like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not making that move off one good game. But, like you said, if, it, if you can get real value, of course, go yep. for it. There there are a few constants in football. Mitch Trubisky sucks. I hate Matt Nagy. Hate hate Patricia. I, I don't like Adam Gase. Sam Donald's <laughs> terrible. You hate the first two, but you don't like Adam. Gaze. I'm indifferent on Adam. <laughs> it sounds like you hate Nagy. Oh, I'm you... I'm not I'm not putting this in any order. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying these are these are constant things that you'll hear me bitch about throughout the fantasy football season because I don't think these people are good. I've bitched about Derek Carr many a many time in my fantasy football career. I think he's a I think he's a terrible quarterback. I think that Gruden is stuck in 1990. I bought into Derek Carr this week. I didn't buy into Derek Carr as the quarterback. I bought into Nelson Aguilar saying, oh, Derek Carr, he can throw the football to a wide receiver. They're playing Atlanta. Something could happen. He turned the ball over four fucking times and got benched for Nate fucking Peterman. Fuck yourself. The crazy thing is that Gruden loves Peterman. Loves I don't understand it. I mean, I'm not... I mean, he loves Carr too, but... Yeah. The, the fact that Carr got benched for... I'm 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 so pissed off at Derek Carr for ruining Nelson Aguilar for me. Nelson Aguilar should have easily scored 
at least 10 points in fantasy so in a fantasy he should have uh, had a, like 80 yards on six catches and two touchdowns oh i would have taken that i would have taken the six for 80 this, <laughs> this was a reminder that Derek carr does this far more often than not Derek carr um in seasons will have a, a lot of games like this this year is an anomaly where he did not have many turnover games make huge mistakes uh, this just happened to be the week that he did it. Yeah, so it's a remembrance that Carr is not where you see well, him the I rest wanna, of the year. I want to put it in context. Derek Carr doubled his overall turnovers in one game in the yeah. entire year. I think he went into the game with like three uh, or two turnovers. Yeah, in the years prior, and he came out with four. And I think high just, numbers. I think it's just a big issue with him pressing. Like he's like, I should beat this team. I don't know what I'm doing, and he's just. When he gets in his head and we, when he starts trying to play hero ball, which we you know talk about being a big negative for most every quarterback in the league, some guys can pull it off, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, those elite guys. But Derek Carr doesn't have the skill set to play hero ball and come out on top. That's what happens. And it's a snowball effect. He throws one pick, he's going to throw two. You've got it. Well, he fumbled three times. Well, okay. Yeah, was, he turns it over once. Was, he's gonna turn it over <laughs> twice. <laughs> that was the, that was the thing. I don't think there's an ounce of Derek Carr's mind that can even comprehend what the hell he wrote. Well, That's how bad of a quarterback I think Derek Carr was for. So for me to even be like, you know what? I'll buy into you, Derek Carr. That's why I'm mentally crippled right now. And I go, you may have just fucked me a fucking win. Well, and the, <laughs> and, and the reports are coming out of Vegas that he was so uh, busy putting eyeliner on on the sideline. He couldn't, he couldn't hang on to a football. <laughs> oh, you got a cross-dresser out in Vegas. No shit. Okay. Well, uh, makes sense. But seriously. You ever see those pictures? It's it looks like he's wearing eyeliner. It's crazy. I, oh, yeah. I have not. Does he, does you haven't seen it? Lot? No. Oh, no, oh it, he really does. He's sitting over on the sideline, like, sulking. <clears throat> All right. So my uh, uh, quip, quip lame games of my heart is I have, and most people do, if you have multiple fantasy leagues, you bought into the Seattle Seahawks offense. Uh, DK Metcalf obviously exploding onto the scene. Um, fantastic wide receiver. Tyler Lockett also fantastic wide receiver. Everyone's seen it the last two years. Uh, except there's no freaking consistency between the two. Looks like a vampire, and sorry. and outside of the first three weeks where DK scored 17, 17, 17, and Lockett went 13, 16, 32, there's been only one other week that the two of them also, you know, put up together decent numbers. You know, so I have Lockett, and, you know, I never have them on the same team, but you have Lockett in one, DK in another. You know, one time Lockett goes and puts up 45 points. What does DK do? Three. Uh, you, you see uh, DK Metcalf go ahead and put up, you know, 34 points and then Lockett went in and put up five. So I want more consistency out of the two of them. Week 11, they did do it. You know, Lockett had 17 and DK had uh, 12, which is not that great. But again, this past weekend, you saw Metcalf have 22 and Lockett have three. So I would just like, you know, I like 17 points. 17 seems like a good, fair number. Can we just do both? You know, DK and Lockett have 17. Can we not just have a blow-up DK game and a blow-up Lockett game? Can we just, you know, share the love every game, please? No, I'm, no. I'm fine with the DK stuff. <laughs> I have Lockett and DK in, in multiple leagues. Many people have bought into this No, just this pick team. one. Just pass the DK. I, uh, okay. DK. I get it. I get it. DK's fantastic. He's awesome. We love him. I get it. But come on now. No, I I would love to see DK and Lockett succeed on the field at the same time. They I I love I I really enjoy watching both of these wide receivers play. Okay, my stop playing games with your heart, whatever. Okay, 
<laughs> Are we we're good? Okay. I'm just gonna disregard everything after he shows the vampire. By the way, Derek Carr looks like a vampire. Yes. Like okay. Anyway, sorry. That's right. Oh no no. Who's no. who's pulling on your G strings, Corey? Cam Newton. Back in this category, feel like he's here every few weeks. We're gonna but. go back through and sorry to cut you out. We'll go back through here and slip it I, out. I, I will <laughs> I will shotgun bet somebody. Uh, I know Corey can't shotgun bet that fifty percent of your playing games in my heart are Patriots. Yes, <laughs> yes, they it's are. all Patriots. Stuff. I would say probably close Nikhil to Harry, Julian Edelman, Sony Michelle. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh no, you're 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 dead on correct because these guys are so inconsistent on a week by week basis. You don't know what to expect. I talked about it when we did our recap podcast. You 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 play fantastic against high caliber high caliber teams like the Ravens and then you come out and you suck against the Cardinals even in a win you sucked you you were 9 for 18 for 84 yards with two picks now one of them was a tip ball you know what I'll I'll cut you some slack it looked like it was a bad blitz pickup by James White James White actually came out publicly and said no he called the right protection i blocked wrong so okay i shit happens the second one terrible the uh the balls he's throwing to the sideline out routes are Far inside, they're not, they're timed terribly, and I've been a big Cam Newton defender like the whole season. I and I think that he's good. I just don't know what's going on. I don't know how you fix it. And I, I watched all the tape I can find. I watched all the breakdowns online that you can see, and they're like they're talking about his mechanics are off, the play calls are bad, the receivers are running bad routes. It, it just seems like a hodgepodge of things, and there's not. It doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. He's not. He's not consistently bad three or four weeks in a row because he just threw for 350 yards last week, or well, two weeks ago now, and then he comes out for 80 yards. Like You can't have that level of inconsistency in an NFL offense and continue to be the starter, but the Patriots seem to just, I don't know. Bill Belichick comes out in his post-game presser and says a win's a win. True, but 84 yards is still terrible, so figure it the fuck out, please. Square the rushing TDs. That's what this is what we want. Rushing TDs. Cam. Yeah. Now come on, Cam. I mean, Cam. And, and again, he had he had a couple nice runs. You saw him convert that third down, take a hit to the head by Isaiah Simmons, which I thought was a weak fucking call. He was still in bounds when he got hit, and you don't get head to head protection if you're a, a runner in that situation. So if I was the Cardinals, I'd be pissed because that was 15 yards that put Folk in position to kick a 50 yarder to win the game. So. I don't even know where I'm going anymore. I'm just I'm just pissed across the board. He makes nice plays. He makes terrible plays. He throws balls to James White that are, are screen plays that he has to jump for. How can you in the, if you're an NFL quarterback? How can you not throw the ball five yards into your guy's chest? That's terrible. You 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 have to figure that out. Those are cannot miss passes. You miss a ball downfield, fine. Stuff happens when you throw the ball 30 or 40 yards in the air. You, like I understand that. But three-yard checkdowns, the number of balls being <laughs> swatted at the line of scrimmage is off the charts for a quarterback who's six foot five. When Kyler Murray is four foot eight and he doesn't have a ball swatted on the season. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. All nine right. picks, nine rushing TDs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, my uh, g-string puller is Will Fuller. Ooh, that rhymed. The puller is Fuller. <laughs> the puller is Fuller is suspended. <laughs> So Will Fuller, he pulled on this year has been one of the most consistent wide receivers of the entire season. Things we never thought we'd hear. Wide receiver seven and a half PPR. Wide receiver four in standard league. Um, great Thanksgiving game, thirty-two points. Boom. He's on my uh, dynasty team. What? I'm I'm shocked. There's that big of a gap between 
half point PPR and full point. He's a top five wide receiver in standard right now. Yes, four and seven. So four in standard, seven and half PPR. That's not that bad. Sorry, sorry, that was shocking. I okay. mean, couple two tray tree houses. <laughs> you tell me, Will Stiller, how you doing? Eight. Sorry, still a top ten wide receiver in any scoring format which you wouldn't expect from will fuller whatsoever and now i know why the peds <laughs> the damn PEDs. the goddamn peds <laughs> coming at the worst time possible Ooh, the peds he's on your team you're you know you're getting in the playoffs you're loving that he's doing this well he's the lead guy for the texans and then he gets suspended and he, you lose him for the entire year yep and he's so, on a uh, contract here He's out of contract, so contract this is going to be a very interesting offseason for right. uh, Will so, Fuller. So I blame Bradley Roby. <laughs> uh, he yes, must have been, he must have been doing the uh, yes, it, the PEDs with him. Yeah, because he's uh, also gone for six he's weeks. Hey, he will. You know what can uh, keep you healthy? He will, in a contract year, be suspended one game for whatever team he stands with. Yes, that is correct. So that's an issue. Uh, Patriots. <clears throat> They would uh, I mean, I don't know. Cam Newton's inaccuracy at a three-yard yeah, fumble pass. Let yeah. Will Fuller go no, to, like, Miami yeah. or something. If, if we were to try and make a run at Sam Darnold, he can't throw to him. If we tried to make a run at Carson Wentz, well, well same issue. A lot of interceptions. Carson Wentz is going nowhere. <laughs> Cannot move him. You can't. I mean, financially, I literally laid it out. That will never happen. The Patriots are fucked at quarterback. It has to be a trade. Uh, no team's going to take that contract. Yeah. I don't know how trades go. Um, okay, well, that's the end of the podcast. Derek Carr, DK, and, and uh, Lockett, Cam Newton, Will Fuller, all pulling on the G-strings. Pulling them hard, baby. Don't, them. don't like them. Uh, podcast 120, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, topshelffntsy. We were down a podcast last week. This week we have stats coming up probably Friday. When do we We do a Friday well, night, Friday release night, them yeah. Saturday. So we'll have some stuff up. We'll have some more content up. Yep, keep your eyes peeled for start sits. Those will be out. Hopefully, we, we're going to start mornings. doing retrospectives and prospective look into 2020. So I, I think that's kind of where we're at, at in the season right now, where we're winding down, trades are ending, free agency is what it is. Yep. We'll we'll start doing that stuff. So again, top shelf fantasy, top shelf fantasy FNT is why I'm on the medias, medias, socials, ice cream socials. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay